we need to ask ourselves the question, are we, each one of us, our communities, resilient enough to handle what's going to come down the line? The last three years has been tough for a lot of people, but we know this is the beginning of something, not the end. Um, Bill Gates has made it very clear, the world of pandemics, the modern world of pandemics has, has really just begun. But on top of that, we've got a cost of living crisis, an energy crisis, a financial crisis. We've got a war in Europe. So bottom line is the we need to be resilient to handle this. And the question, certainly when I ask myself that question, I know that I need to do plenty of work to build resilience. And in many respects, over the last three years, many of us have been on the back foot. We've been looking at what the problems are. We've seen this authoritarian creep. We've seen the, the loss of freedoms, the increasing power of the administrative state, and probably more importantly, the centralization of power by the globalists. None of that feels good. But until we get onto the front foot and we start to look at really what's going on, what we need, what kind of values are important for humanity, it's difficult for us to carve out, to create the kind of future that we need. And I'm arguing here that resilience is right at the heart of it. If we can build our resilience, our immune resilience, our physiological resilience, our emotional resilience, our psychological resilience, we can handle a whole lot more than if we lose that resilience, if we become weak in the face of the many challenges. And the place I believe that we need to be drawing inspiration from are natural systems. Why? Well, natural systems have been working on resilience for millennia. If we look at the co-evolution of how a, a rainforest became a rainforest or a coral reef a coral reef, it's about an interplay and interaction all the time between individuals and communities where the good stuff gets to stay, the bad stuff gets weeded out. And in the end, the things that really work is when things are in tune with each other. And the world that we have at the moment is a world which is undergoing incredibly rapid change. And we're seeing this change, this locus of control changing dramatically, moving away from the individual to the state and to, if you like, control by a few. Natural systems don't work like that. So in the extended article, the feature that I've produced on resilience, we really look at this whole issue and drawing from nature, we can reevaluate some of the values that we really need. One of the big changes in terms of values that's occurred over the last few decades is this blind worship of science and technology. So you will have seen in a previous piece where we were looking at how the scientific establishment is trying to increase trust in science. They're doing it in a pretty dastardly way, a way in which the scientific establishment is protected. In other words, they have become immune from scientific misinformation. And then 
this challenge that the that what we call the hydra of big pharma, big tech, big social, all coming together, big biotech coming together to attack scientific misinformation. What you eliminate is dissent, any ability to really turn upside down new ideas that are being proposed. That's how innovation in science has always been carried out. But now we are expected to just blindly worship new technologies. And we're seeing them as we have done over the last three years, being rolled out on a global population with almost no testing. And many people saying, that's fine. We trust the authorities. But at the same time, we see that trust in governments, trust in authorities is at an all time low. So it is really an important time to check in with values. Things like our autonomy, our ability to have self-control over our lives, our ability to protect our privacy, to protect our self-determination, how we control our futures, our, our health choices. These are now really, really coming under threat. It is part of a values crisis that is not really being spoken about in society. So you might want to ask yourself, who was it that decided that we should unconditionally accept and honor the scientific establishment with no ability for redress, no ability to dissent? I certainly wasn't asked. I don't know about you. So what we've done is create a whole framework for resilience. Resilience that applies to individuals, to communities, that looks at the ethical values as well behind resilience in its broadest sense. But first of all, let's just ask the question, what is resilience? Quite simply, it is the ability to bounce back from any kind of stressor. What do I mean by a stressor? Well, it can be an environmental stressor. It can be an infection that you get. So if you have an ability to recover quickly from an infection, you have a high level of immunological resilience. But it was first developed as it was applied to psychology. So our ability to bounce back from psychological stress, it might be psychosocial stress in the workplace, in your home environment, um, in your community. So your ability to essentially have a, an adaptive range. It came from this original work by people like Hans Selye, who, who really looked at the stress response. This, you know, the, the greater our adaptive capacity, the more we can handle. And you will have seen it, that there are some people who do very well in a stressful environment, um, and, and stress really works for them. Other people in the same environment do very badly. So. Stress is really to do with our response to it rather than the stressor itself. But we can have chemical stresses in the environment. Um, but of course, the environments we're now living in, we've got a combination of all these stresses coming together. And that's why it's really important that we build multi-system resilience across all these different areas. So what we've looked at, we've divided the 23 different elements of resilience into four main groups. The first one is re resilience itself and its cofactors. 
we're reminding you that because we've drawn all of this from, from lessons from nature, wherever you have resilience, you also have resistance. So for example, one of the problems we have right now in terms of the um, debate that is going on in the scientific community or decisions that governments are, are taking, if we can't resist, if we're prevented from protesting or objecting or having our views heard, there is a problem because resistance is a critical part. It occurs in nature all the time. And our ability to adapt, to have this broad adaptive capacity is really critical, as is our flexibility. That's our intellectual flexibility, our metabolic flexibility, our physiological, psychological, immunological flexibility. We need to work on all of these areas and understand markers for it. We've done a lot of this work within um, our blueprint project in terms of the understanding the ecological terrain. Um, but really important now that we can apply it to people's everyday lives. The second value is about the particular values that we attach to resilience as applied to the individual. Number one really has to be freedom. The the very thing that has been taken away from so many people. Another one is empowerment. We have eight in total. Um, and I'm just giving you a teaser here because please read the, the, the full article. And um, if you disempower people and you take their freedom, freedom away, they cannot be resilient. Another one is reciprocity. This is a, a rule of the universe. If you give, you get back. If you don't give, you never get back. And so this is part of this, this interaction. At the moment, there is this view that we need to give everything up in order to do something which is meant to be good for the collective. But actually, nature doesn't work that way. There is still an element where we need to ensure that we have the right kind of environment for ourselves, for our loved ones, but then we're able to give and we get back. You really, the, the, um, you can you know, benefit both ways in this sense. The fourth, um, sorry, the third area are really the, the values for the community. And um, there's some ideas that are widely thrown around, around identity, diversity, inclusivity. And, you know, we're all for identity, but in that identity, we need to be able to be our authentic selves. And in diversity, you know, the door is open to everyone and inclusivity means we're not going to be exclusive. So it has been very strange how in the, the wording that we are beginning to see that's becoming increasingly socially accepted around inclusivity, it seems that there is inclusivity for certain groups of people and not for others. And for example, the exclusion of people who've decided to um, exercise their freedom of choice for the recent mass vaccination program, to see so many people like that excluded makes no sense if inclusivity is truly to be an important value that we, we stand by. And the final area is really wrapping up a range of ethical values. And 
Many of these have disappeared in healthcare of late. Um, compassion, empathy. You know, compassion and empathy are very similar, very closely related. Compassion involves action. But then we've got others that we don't see a lot of these days. This is the era of the last five, 10 years and social media, celebrity culture have all brought these to the fore. But we haven't seen a lot of humility. We haven't seen a lot of respect. We haven't seen a lot of dignity. These are all really, really important values that we need to bring back. So that's just a, a quick look-see at this important article on resilience. Um, we urge you to have a read of it. We urge you to share it. The issues around censorship are now very, very serious. It's very hard for organizations that have been speaking out, such as ourselves, to be able to share directly on social media platforms. So we're really asking for your help. But above all, let's make resilience a priority for ourselves, for our loved ones, for our communities. That way, we really will be future fit. So thank you for listening.